0: Greetings and salutations, my creative brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Not Real Art Podcast, where we celebrate creators and creative culture. I'm your host, Sourdough, coming to you from Crew West Studio in Los Angeles. Man, do we have a cool show today. I have no doubt you will like today's episode. But before we get into the main event, I want to thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to like this episode and subscribe. Your likes and follows help ensure you won't miss any of our new shows. And it makes the algorithm God's happy, which helps us. So thanks for that. Also, please be sure to visit our website, notrealart.com. Sign up for our newsletter so you can keep your finger on the pulse of everything we're doing here at Not Real Art for artists and our lovers. We've got a lot of great stuff on the website. We've got free educational videos. You can sign up for our artist grant for the chance to win $2,000. You can even buy affordable, original, contemporary art through our partnership with Sugar Press. And you can become a supporter of ours through Patreon if you want. So please be sure to check out our website today for all the good, healthy stuff we got for you. Last but not least, be sure to use our toll-free hotline to share your comments and questions with us. We want to hear from you. Just call 833-668-7325. Again, 833-668-7325. That's our hotline. We want to hear from you. So please give us a call and tell us what's on your mind. We've got Art World Horror Stories for you today. Our oh, darkness falls as chills abound. Just when you felt all safe and sound, His heart is losing their bloody minds as their hard work turns on evil eyes. Worse than nightmares, just worse than fears. As artists cry horrific tears. Welcome to Art World Horror Stories. <laughs> Few artists have written in. Ed Whitmore writes. As an emerging artist, I was pleased to be accepted for a solo exhibition by a small gallery in Northern California. Unbeknownst to me, the gallery owner was a novice and a stoner and an emotional wreck. When I hung the show, consisting of 18 paintings, I offered to affix the labels I had prepared in advance containing my name, the name of the piece, and the price. The gallery owner said that wouldn't be necessary as she was having nice labels printed. Okay, I thought. Not a problem. I fixed the labels to the back of each painting. Prior to the opening reception, I noticed There were no identifying labels on the wall and asked the gallery owner about them. She told me she didn't feel like going to Kinko's to pick them up. Not only were there no identifying labels, she didn't print out my price list. When I questioned her regarding these lapses, she began crying and told me that's why she's in therapy. Several folks expressed interest in a few of my pieces, but she never followed up with them, and the gallery was open by appointment only. I heard from local residents that many people looked in the window and were interested in buying, but the gallery was never open. Needless to say, no sales were generated from this event. Such a wasted opportunity, pun intended. Thanks, Ed Whitmore, for sharing that horror story. Ooh, boy. Dysfunctional people in the art world? Really? I find that surprising. (laughs) I don't believe that. Oh, no, it's true. We all know it's true. I mean, who among us is functional anyway, right? Unfortunately, the art world can be flypaper for dysfunction. And poor Ed here lost a ton of money in this opportunity. 18 paintings and the gallery accepted no responsibility, wanted to make excuses rather than take action. Sad to say, this, is, this story is probably not uncommon out there in the art world. So Ed, thank you for sharing that horror story, your personal horror story. I know that was a brutal experience for you. Hopefully, you have rebounded and sold those paintings, my friend. Caitlin Burnett wrote us to share her horror story. It goes something like this. I just moved out of my mobile home I shared with my now ex-fiance. This relationship alone was a horror story, but it is not the horror story I am here to tell. I moved into the living room of my friend's small one-bedroom home in a state of emergency, and all my things were stored in the laundry room. I hadn't made any art in years at this time in my life. The relationship I was in did not permit me creative freedom, and I came to find it best to suffocate that part of myself. But I did have one large paper folder I had made in middle school, and it had all the artworks I had ever made. One night in December, close to the new year, I left to go get pizza with a friend who lived down the street. When we came back, there were fire trucks, ambulances, police cars blocking off the area close to where I now live. I prayed that it was not my home but that prayer came a bit too late. As my friend and I got closer, I could see the smoke rising from the laundry room window where I kept all my things, including all of my art. At first, the devastation was felt as though every missing item wasn't a loss that outweighed the other. It was all just pain. But as the years have passed and I have moved away from this tragedy, physically and mentally, having rebuilt my life so many times, The one thing I've deduced cannot and will not ever be able to be replaced is the lost collection of my art, reduced to a pile of ashes that became dust in the wind. I make lots of art now, and this was around six or seven years ago, so it's not a fresh wound. Thank you for the chance to tell my story. This lives in my head alone and is nice to get it out. Best wishes, Caitlin Burnett. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a gut-wrencher, losing personal treasures, heirlooms, collectibles, things that we've made, things that we love. Lost a fire or flood or some other disaster. Truly a horror story here. Caitlin, thank you for sharing that. It reminds me of a friend of mine who lost a bunch of artwork from flooding. He was a collector and didn't really think about proper storage for his art. He had lots of boxes or lots of artworks, you know, on, I guess, on the floor in his basement or something. And when the water line broke and his basement flooded, it was a disaster for him. So, you know, let's protect our artworks, people. Let's keep these things precious, these precious things precious, and do our best to keep them away from fire and flood and theft, which is sometimes out of our control, isn't it? Caitlin, thanks again for sharing that. Brachetta Banjali writes in with a story that goes like this. Imagine paying $95 just to apply for an artist residency or perhaps making it into the first round of an art contest without having to pay any application fee, only to find out there are hidden fees that need to be paid. Feel like publishing a book without any investment or putting zero effort into the content? And also just get paid for it? That's when artists are asked not only to contribute their content in which they put hours or months of effort into it, but also pay for it. Artist representation fees can be absurdly high. There is no shortage of vanity galleries scamming artists with big hopes and dreams. And if the soul-crushing art scams weren't enough, you may be gaslighted into lowering or adding discounts to your artworks only to find out the work was sold for full price and you're not getting your fair share. A personal experience I had was when a news reporter approached me for an interview. Since we were across states, I was asked to shoot a video explaining my artworks and my love for Lolita and alt fashion. However, things took a different turn when he introduced me to a gallery in Delhi. The gallery owner and I had a normal conversation on how to go about exhibiting, artist representation, etc., until it came down to artwork pricing. I was gaslighted into lowering my prices. I refused and did not go ahead with the offer. I researched a bit on the gallery and found out that half of their works were priced at what I had quoted. About a month later, an art advisor recommended my artwork to a gallery in Hollywood, and that the work got sold for a price that I had quoted. The universe works in mysterious ways, they say. Yeah, a lot of trickery and tomfoolery and fuckery with pricing in art galleries, isn't there? You know, pricing in our world for artist services. You know, we have an artist grant and artists love to apply for our grant because there's no fee to apply. It's free, as I believe it should be. But it is amazing to me that there are so many organizations out there that want to make money on the backs of artists who are already struggling. And some of it may be legitimate, but a lot of it isn't. And so as this story demonstrates, we got to look out. We got to advocate for ourselves. We got to watch our flanks because corruption abides in our world. And Prichetta, I want to thank you for your art world horror story. Next up, Sarah Phillips. Sarah is an Australian artist in Brisbane. Yes, Australia. We have fans in Australia, people. We have listeners all over the world. You might recall a story from Paris the other day. Well, Sarah Phillips is writing from Brisbane in Australia, and her horror story goes like this. Not too long after I moved to Brisbane, in an effort to join the local art community, I sent out emails to a bunch of groups and galleries. Not to ask for a representation or anything, just asking if there are volunteer programs or whatnot I can get involved with. Not too surprisingly, replies were sparse. I think I sent out about 20 emails and got one reply, and I wish I hadn't gotten it. It was a gallery curator who offered to meet me and asked me to bring some of my work. I was so excited. A professional in industry taking interest in me? The gist of our meeting was your paintings are good, but the work and the art doesn't matter. The story behind it all holds all the value. I guess skill and technique are not an issue for this gallery. The worst part was, was how he put it. Quote, it's like training farm dogs. Any dog can be trained, so no dog that's trained is special. Any person can be trained to paint. So you need a backstory that provides the meaning of your work. Otherwise, it's just a picture. I did my best to be polite, bit back the comment. I'm not a writer, I'm a painter, and thanked him for his time. But I still think about it all the time. The people running the show don't even value the work itself. They value only the story because that's what they know how to sell. And if you declare technique a non-factor, you can sell just about anything, even a banana taped to a wall. Ooh, Sarah, thank you for this horror story my goodness. You know, isn't it the gallerist's job to tell that story? I thought that's what art dealers and art sellers were good at. Artists were supposed to make the work and galleries were supposed to sell the work. Well, in this case, it's even worse. This analogy is just pathetic. We all know that painting is a profession 10,000 plus hours to master Yeah, sure. Anybody can be trained to paint, paint by numbers maybe, but to be an artist, a true artist? No, absolutely not. An artist's main primary role is to make the art and we can let the galleries and the art dealers sell it for us. This was a tough one, Sarah. Thank you for sharing. Well, this last story from Alexander Augustus, who's from England, hails from Brighton. Like I said, we've got fans and listeners all over. Paris, Australia, the UK. We're global people. Our world horror stories are global. You got to be careful no matter where you go. They're everywhere. And actually, Alexander sent me this blog post that he wrote about an experience that he had. It's awesome. I'm going to link it in our blog post so you can read it online. But I'll sum it up for you. The title is quite telling. It's called Sand Your Own Goddamn Vaginas, My Feeling About Unpaid Internships. Wow, that title's already telling us a lot. Sand Your Own Goddamn Vaginas, My Feeling About Unpaid Internships. Well, let me guess what this is about. This is about exploitation, right? This is about young artists coming up, working for established artists who treat them like shit. That's what this story is about. We have young Alexander excited about an internship in Brighton in the UK when he was 20 to work for this very well established UK artist who had a very good reputation as an artist, very successful. Unfortunately, the reality and the fantasy don't live up to young Alexander's expectations because this artist apparently was a real prick, was a real asshole. Not paying for young Alexander's time, working him like a dog, talking to him like a dog, treating him like a dog, maybe worse than a dog. This particular artist, particular body of work at this time, had something to do with making molds of vaginas. That's fine. And poor Alexander, in these uh, very tough working conditions, apparently had enough. And enough of the exploitation, enough of being unpaid, enough of being treated like a slave as interns historically have been treated. A lot of that is changing now, which is good. Thank goodness, in this case, young Alexander advocated for himself, said enough was enough, threw down the gauntlet and walked out saying, sand your own goddamn vaginas. This is a hell of a story, people. Be sure to go onto the blog and read this. Click on the link and read the story because it's a word to the wise. It's a fair warning to all those young, aspiring artists coming up You have rights, and you are not to be treated with disrespect or exploited. Your time is valuable, and you deserve to be paid, even if you are inexperienced. Minimum wage, at the very least, right? Whatever that happens to be. But if you have a degree in your field, well, and you're a graduate, I think fair wage is more than appropriate. Sand your own goddamn vaginas. Maybe that'll be the title of this podcast. This pretty much says it all. The imagery that it evokes is horrific, right? So it's truly an art world horror story. That's it for today. These are our art world horror stories. You know, someone told me today that they were appreciating the art world horror story series. However, they felt like they were a bit dark and it needed to end on a more positive note. And I said, well, the name of the segment is our world horror stories. Like, I'm not sure what you were expecting. However, she had a very good point. I think we do need to end on a positive note. And so... Of all of these stories that we've read today, I think the positive learning here is that we have to advocate for ourselves and we have to protect our honor and we have to follow our instincts and fight for what's right and do what's right and show some self-respect by vetting gallerists and galleries before we work with them so that we don't waste our time making 18 paintings and not selling as poor Ed Whitmore was telling us. We have to protect our artwork from fire and floods as poor Caitlin experienced in that horrific devastation. Prochetta paying fees for corrupt programs and pay to play schemes in our world. Again, we have to be smart, not get fooled and not be sold snake oil as so many people want to do. And then of course, Sarah Sarah Phillips in Australia, we've learned from her that gallerists out there, they want us to do all the work here, come up with fancy stories for our artwork. And last but not least, sometimes there may be some vaginas that need sanding. We should refuse, especially if the person asking is a tyrannical, narcissist, egomaniac asshole who's cracking the whip, paying nothing for our time and shows no appreciation. So what's the positive story in all this we have to advocate for ourselves. We have to protect ourselves and advocate for fair conditions, and we have to demand respect. That's, that. Let's just say that. Let's just leave with this notion that in the art world, we have to, to sometimes demand respect, advocate for ourselves, and expect nothing less and accept nothing less. We have to stand up for ourselves, people, because if we don't, who will? Thanks for tuning in. Our oh, darkness falls as chills abound Just when you felt all safe and sound Tis artists losing their bloody minds As their hard work turns on your evil eyes Tis worse than nightmares, tis worse than fears As artists cry horrific tears Welcome to Art World Horror Stories <laughs> Please be sure to like this episode, write a review, and share with your friends on social. And if you haven't already done so, please press the subscribe button and follow us on Instagram at notrealartworld.